Welcome to Two Champs and a Chump Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Larry Evans, Michael Doms, and Jim Ruddle. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 16 of Two Champs and a Chump Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Larry Evans, along with my co-hosts, Michael Doms and Jim Ruddle. See, the thing is, you guys look at me, you see the backwards hat, the uh, gray socks, the funky outfit, and you say, now this guy's a chump, am I right? No, a fucking geek. A, a fucking like. geek. Oh, geez, exactly. Like All right? But what you don't realize is that it ain't easy. It is hard <laughs> goddamn work making something this pretty look like a chump. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. So, guys, week two is almost in the books. Uh, we're recording this on Sunday night, uh, just getting ready for this bears packers game um how did your uh week two go well for me it started out slow kind of like last week the games were kind of boring and low scoring but then nick chubb and tyreek hill both went off my opponent lost trey lance early in the late game to her injury all but sealing up a win for me i am currently up about 63 points and she has aaron jones go yet to go and i have josh allen tomorrow night so i think i'm set to go. And I also had Wentz, Brees Hall, and Rashad Bateman did well on the bench. Nice, nice. How, how about you, Jim? It's not hard goddamn work to make this chump look, look like a chump this week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know it straight away from the end of that Thursday game when Clyde Edwards-Alaire on a, just a nothing handoff, broke free, was going for a 75-yard touchdown, and decides to fucking camp at the 25-yard line so they can throw a couple incomplete passes. He, they didn't even try running out the clock after that. They just threw a couple incomplete passes. I just knew my week was messed up, but I carried on. But injuries and such, I, I'm, a, I'm in a hole in both leagues. Yeah, I started out in a deficit after uh, Thursday with uh, my opponent had Justin Herbert going, and I had uh, Josh Palmer, and he didn't do as quite as good as what I had thought that he would. But uh, And then uh, now I'm down by uh, just under 30 points, or just over 30 points I'm down by, um, you know, thanks to uh, Cardiac Kyler over there because, you know, he, he didn't decide to do anything until the fucking second half of that game. But, Dude, that's like a, a like a trend. Yeah, that's a trend, man. These guys are not showing up until the fourth quarter. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I think he's been you know uh, watching film of Matt Stafford in his younger days, and you know deciding, hey, you know what, I don't need to do anything till the fourth quarter. So, um, well, that was a pretty big class then, because like the Dolphins did it, the Jets, Joe Flacco freaking did it t- this week. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, so my opponent has. Uh, the Bears defense going tonight. I still have three people left to play on Monday night. So I have uh, Miles Sanders going, Delvin Cook, and Stefan Diggs. So I, I, I'm feeling pretty uh, pretty good about where I'm sitting right now. I mean, I haven't officially lost yet. I'm, I'm up 10, but my opponent still has uh, Devin Singletary and A.J. Dillon. I figure A.J. Dillon's going to cover that by himself tonight. So I'm already chalking this up as a loss. And in the PPR, PPR, I'm down 50, but I still got my two studs, Aaron Jones and Justin Jefferson, still to go. So, I mean, that's not looking good, but it's not impossible either. Especially yeah, Jefferson might get that. Jefferson might get that 50 on his own. Uh, I'm more worried about these running back tandems and neither one of the sides producing. I, I, I mean, the Packers need to show up tonight. 
Yeah, I think they easily handle the Bears tonight. Well, I I thought the Broncos were going to easily handle the Texans too by just giving their two their two good running backs just give them the ball and they just refused. Just refused. The problem there is that uh Nathaniel Hackett is looking more like Buddy Hackett the way he's calling plays there, so yeah. Dude, and the way he's managing time, it's it's I can't wait to see what the articles are like in the beginning part of the week, man. That guy, he, he doesn't look like he has control over anything. He's a new coach, but man, you, you, there's only so much leash you can have. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. All right, so uh, before we jump into our next segment, let's go ahead and check out the charts. So, uh, man, would you look at that? Here we have the number one song in Japan. All right, we're there with Dokken now. Jump, 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 Man, I guess with that tsunami over there, not a lot of people are listening to the radio. Yeah, that song gets worse every time I hear it. All right, so I hear I hear fucking Mozart when I hear it. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's go ahead and jump on to uh, jump into the waiver wire targets for week three. So, uh, you know, again, some of these players that we're going to mention they may or may not be available in your league depending on the size of your league, uh, roster sizes as well, and you know, depending on who you know who picked up and dropped people. So. So our uh, week three waiver wires uh, targets of the week, we're just going to go ahead and, and take turns going over these. So the first one on the list is Tua Tagilevola or whatever, how, however you pronounce that name. And, uh, you know, man, I was a doubter of his. But after this first two weeks, um, and especially after today, man. He, 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 you just got to go out and get this guy if you don't have him on your roster and if he's available. Yeah, I don't see how anybody's going to cover those two guys, Waddle and Hill. I mean, yeah. the the reason why I like Gusecki in the middle is because I thought they would cover those two, leaving the middle of the field open. But those two guys are just getting open anyway. I mean, I don't know how you stop it. As long as yeah. two is even close with the throws, I don't know how you stop it. Yeah, no. All right, so uh, next on the list, uh, Mike, why don't you go ahead and then and then Jim will go. Okay, this one is a quarterback that got his first start today in place of Dak Prescott, and that is Cooper Rush. I was curious to see how he would do today. I honestly thought he was going to fall flat on his face, but he did. He did all that was asked of him. He was hitting his throws, didn't make any mistakes, had a great game, and I think. Dallas is going to be all right uh, with him at the helm. So if he's out there, he can help fill in, especially if you lost Dak or if you lost Trey Lance today. Yeah, I agree. He was a lot better than I thought he was going to be. Okay. So, uh, Jim, why don't you go ahead and handle our next one there? Well, the third name, Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I think everybody, if you've been playing fantasy at all, you, you know the name. He's been sitting there. He's got a big contract. And they basically kicked him off to the curb so their number one draft pick could start this year. I actually, uh, Lance got hurt. Uh, Garoppolo was in the game. You know, he had his average game. Garoppolo's nothing special. He's going to have some good games. The the one thing I did notice about this, and it's not really fair to Trey Lance because he had to play in the, the freaking monsoon last week. But once I saw Garoppolo in the game, uh, Debo didn't have as big a game as I thought he was going to have. But overall, for that entire offense, especially when Kittle comes back, 
I think Garoppolo being in the game and managing the game makes all of the 49ers better. Better fantasy players. I have a lot more faith than Ayuk now. I have, uh, well, not Jeff Wilson Jr. I'm never going to have faith. <laughs> but uh, and especially, I mean, Kittle, I didn't realize until I saw the stats today how uh, poorly the 49ers play when they don't have Kittle. When Kittle comes back, Garoppolo's going to be a very serviceable quarterback too for you. Okay. All right, so uh, let's move on to wide receivers. So the next one uh, we'll mention would be DeAndre Hopkins. And again, you know, he's he's injured out there. This is kind of pre- uh, preemptive. Or actually, he's not he's not injured. He's um, suspended. So this is kind of a preemptive pickup, if you will, of grabbing him uh, before your opponents get a chance to. And he should breathe a lot of life into that Arizona offense which right now is, is, is so poor, it's not even funny. Yeah, Murray was trying to do, like, give the Hopkins treatment to A.J. Green, and A.J. Green ran out, of, ran out of gas after, like, two throws, man. It was it was tough to watch. Oh, A.J. Green, was he was dropping balls left and right, and then there at the end, they, they could have won that game um, on offense, but he threw the ball to a wide-open Hollywood Brown, and rather than bring the ball into his body and secure it, he held it out there and got hit and it got knocked out of his hands. But um, but yeah, A.J. Green was dropping everything. That's the, that's the reason why Hollywood's in Arizona right now and not in Baltimore. His hands have always been suspect. Yeah. All right. So, Mike, who's our next uh, waiver wire target at wide receiver? All right. If this guy's available in your league, you either play in a four-team 10 roster league or you everyone you play with has uh foil hats that they wear and that's Amon Ross St. Brown this guy should not be on the wire at all but if he is get him ASAP if not sooner he had his second great week in a row after the end of the season he had last year and he he's just the man there he's absolutely the number one and there's not even a close number two he's he's gonna be dependable every week he's a stud yeah i had heard something that that he's this is like his seventh or eighth week in a row with seven or more receptions which only two other guys have done it's ridiculous wow and it's killing tj hawkinson for christ's sake (laughs) tj hawkinson's killing tj hawkinson (laughs) (laughs) all right so uh jim who's our next uh wide receiver well, I, I'm choosing to believe that a little sun god voodoo is, is involved there, but whatever. We can get into that later. Uh, the next guy on our list is Garrett Wilson, the number one draft pick from the New York Jets. Uh, everybody, that, that receiving core for the Jets was very unsettled. Uh, you got Elijah Moore there. You have Wilson getting hurt. Uh, but Garrett Wilson's a guy that showed up two weeks in a row, and it's, it's the guy that Joe Flacco was definitely looking forward to, or looking forward to as his main guy. He wasn't looking to Moore anymore. He was looking to Wilson. Uh, at least for a while, the next couple of weeks while Flacco's in the game, Wilson's startable. Yeah, Garrett Wilson, actually, a couple of weeks ago when they were asking him about uh, Joe Flacco as a quarterback, he just basically just came right out and said, you know what? He throws a quarter, or he throws a wide receiver-friendly ball. So, uh, meaning that uh, uh, Wilson over there does not throw shit <laughs> for him to, for him to catch. So, um, you know, Garrett, Garrett Wilson should uh, play very well while Flacco is throwing him the ball. And he's got the talent. I mean, there's no doubt in that. Yeah. So the next one on our list is Kyle Phillips, and and not sure if he's out there or not. 
he is a, a rookie wide receiver from the Tennessee Titans. You know, Traylon Burks or Burkzilla, as we like to call him, he's the more highly touted um, wide receiver in Tennessee. But Kyle Phillips is the one that actually produces there. He is the one that is actually, you know, catching a, a lot of passes. He's very involved in that offense. And if he's available, he's, he's a guy that uh, you should go out and get. Mike, who's our next one? Okay, th- this next one is a perfect reason why you don't overreact after week one. This guy should also not be on the waiver, but if he is, get Allen Robinson and get him now. I would put him before some of the other ones on this list. People were quick to write him off because he didn't do anything in week one, and he had a great, not a great game today, but he had a good game and he had a touchdown. He's getting more comfortable in that offense. And he's only going to get better as the season goes. Absolutely. If he's on the wire, get him. He, You could start him on a weekly basis. Yeah, he actually had a touchdown that was called back as well also. Yeah, and I mean, Cup had a pretty good game today. You know, the average Cup game today. And, uh, you know, Robert Woods was still pre- plenty productive in that offense when Cup was rolling. So, I mean, there is a spot for Robinson to produce. Oh, yeah. He's definitely looking his way, too. So, uh, it's definitely a guy to get. So the next one on our list is Rondell Moore. So again, this is this just kind of just goes to Kyler getting his weapons back. Um, if Rondell Moore is healthy, if he gets past this, I believe it's a hamstring injury that he has. Um, it, it, you know, if he's if he's healthy, um, he he's going to go ahead and get a lot of touches in that offense because AJ Green obviously cannot catch the ball. Uh, Hollywood Brown is is unreliable so I mean whoever can be a reliable weapon for Kyler is going to get a lot of action yeah I agree it's just it's undefined on what his role is going to be but Kyler needs something yeah all right so who's our next one there Jim well I'm gonna go with Jacoby Myers from the New England Patriots and basically I mean Mac Jones that offense is kind of a mess right now but as their passing game goes, Jacoby Meyer, it goes by Jacoby Myers. Uh, Nelson Aguilar has a lot of the flash plays, but Jacoby Myers is the number one receiver there. He gets the catches, particularly in a PPR league. Um, if you need a plug-and-play for next week or the next couple weeks and New England's matchup is favorable, I, would, I wouldn't hesitate to play uh, Myers. Go ahead, Mike. Richie James of the Giants. This is the second week in a row that Sterling Shepard is – Kind of the flashier guy there, Kadarius Tony, but Kadarius Tony is still nursing an injury, and he runs a lot with the third string lately. And I don't know what's going on there, but Richie James is just—he's showing up with his lunchbox and he's catching the ball. Is he a first baseman for the Giants? He might as well be because he's—he's <laughs> he's the only one catching the ball routinely. Okay. Anytime Daniel Jones needs to be uh, saved out there, he throws it to Richie James, and he's—it's two good weeks in a row. And this is a tidbit that I just read about before we went live. I heard that Kenny Galladay wasn't seen in the locker room after the game and his locker was already cleaned out. So there's some word out there that he may be getting cut this week. Yeah, you know what? And I'd be surprised if that happens, really, because, you know, they would take such a cap hit if they cut him. I could see possibly them finding some way of doing a suspension for him. That could be too. I I just know Dable isn't going to want. He's trying to groom that young team, and he's not going to want someone that obviously interest isn't interested in playing football in that locker room. Yeah, no, no, I I, I agree with you. I mean, if they had the cap space, um, you know, he's definitely 
somebody who they do, they do not want him on that team and and they would cut him in a heartbeat if it wasn't such a, a cap hit so that's why i'm thinking that more along the lines of trying to suspend him for some stupid thing that he did you know all right so uh moving on um staying uh, well not staying with but now going back to new england uh nelson aguilar i mean he had a good game today i think that you know you're going to be hard pressed to try and figure out what wide receiver is actually going to hit for the new england patriots based on that offense but um you know he he had a decent game today uh if he's out there and if you absolutely need a wide receiver you know he's a guy that you could go ahead and, and go out there and get but you know i mean he's not a guy that i would rush to the waiver wire to pick up but uh you know if you are definitely in need of a wide receiver he's he's out there He's got a heartbeat. <laughs> it's a desperation play for sure, but he's been productive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Jim, uh, why don't you go ahead and go on to our next guy here? Uh, the next guy is Curtis Samuel. Uh, there's a pretty good chance that he's been picked up, and he proved again week two that he's a valuable part of the Redskins offense. McLaurin had an okay day. Dotson got another touchdown, but Samuel was kind of the all-over-the-place guy for a team, for a an offense that's looking looking for an identity, somebody's got to step up, and Samuel might be the guy. Yep. All right, so Mike, uh, you want to go on to the next guy? Sure. Uh, the next one is Jahan Dotson, the rookie from Washington. The commanders, commandos, not the Redskins, but they are it's the Redskins. It's the Redskins. <laughs> I'll never call but, them the commandos or whatever the f- whatever the Are you that saying is. that Wentz is going commando? <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 your that's your uh tender man not mine <laughs> hey rick was dumb enough to drop once and i was more than happy to snatch him right up so uh but uh dot dotson had another touchdown again today and had another 50 yards and he's he's in the running so far for rookie of the year and he might have a shot at it like i said last week he ran a solid route tree at penn state so he knows what he's doing he's pro ready coming in and he's someone that I think can step in. I'm I'm not sure if he can keep this up for a full year. Rookies have a hard time doing that, but he might. He's definitely someone to put on your bench for now. You know, he's not getting the number of targets that I would expect, but I mean, he's getting more and more targets. So he's becoming a, that third cog, in, you know, in that offense. And I think that that's exactly what we would expect. You know, we didn't think that he was going to come in and just light up the world. Right. But, uh, you know, he's he's done pretty good so far. Well, yeah, in a throw first offense, he probably, yes, he's got a touchdown, little touchdown streak going, but, you know, there's three guys to feed there now, but all it would take for one of the other two guys to get hurt, and all, he would just, he'd be immensely valuable in a throw first offense in the weeks coming up. So uh, next on the list is Greg Dortch. So uh, he's a uh, little wide receiver from uh, Arizona, and again, right now he's kind of in there because Rondell Moore is hurt. So he's 5'7", 173 pounds. And, um, you know, he has just been getting fed the ball this first two weeks and he's scored both weeks. So, you know, definitely a guy that should give you some value if he's out there. Yeah, I, I would say, you know, if Rondale's coming back, let's say if Rondale comes back next week, uh, he probably doesn't have as well. It's, it's to be seen who, who takes over. But I mean, he's basically holding down Rondale's position and it's a good thing for Rondale Moore that Dorch is getting fed. But I think Rondale kind of takes over for him. When he comes back, I don't see them both thriving. 
without a doubt. So, I mean, that's the thing that that's the caveat there, right? Is, is, you know, it's either going to be Rondell or it's going to be Greg Dortch. So pay attention to the news. If you're looking at either one of those guys right now, we know that Dortch is healthy and Rondell Moore is not, but the two guys are interchangeable. Right. Right. All right. So next up, uh, is it Mike? No, I'll take this guy. I'll take this guy. Okay. Uh, the last guy on our wide receiver list is Michael Gallup, who I, in our league, just dropped once Dak went down, but he's a guy that I'm willing to explore again, having seen Cooper Rush play in an actual game now and see that he can he can actually throw the ball. Uh, a lot of the Dallas backups in the past, Dalton last year, uh, the offense just fluttered. Now, I don't think the Dallas offense is going to thrive, but with Cooper Rush at the helm, I think it'll get better if there's Lamb and Gallup. And Gallup, all the talent in the world, it's just whether he can come back from this injury. And from all the reports, it sounds like he's going to be ready for next week. So now's the time to get him if he hasn't already been snatched up. Yeah, Gallup was the guy I was going to grab today once uh, Julio was announced as inactive because T. Higgins cleared concussion protocol, but there was still that odd chance I had to pick up somebody that could play in case uh, he was out this week. So I grabbed uh, Bobby Trees. But uh, yeah, Gallup, I really like him. Uh, Mike, why don't you go ahead and uh, lead us into the tight ends here? Okay, the first tight end is Gerald Everett, and he plays for the Chargers. He's had a good game on Thursday. Uh, I believe he did score a touchdown, didn't he, on Thursday? Yeah, he, I believe he did. Yeah, he had a nice roll. Yeah. I mean, with Keenan Allen being out, he had a really, really nice roll there. Yeah, so he uh, he did score a touchdown, and Donald Parham, who's supposed to be the starting tight end there, is still hurt, and who knows what's happening with him. So if you're hurting at tight end, Everett's someone you can throw in your lineup, or at least at least in a favorable matchup, you could start him. Yeah, so uh, no, I, I agree. I, I really liked Gerald Everett before the season. Um, he had a, uh, a, a decent game in week one, but they did use a lot of tight ends. But with um, Keenan Allen being hurt, he really had a big role in last Thursday's game. Yeah, he was definitely two to, two to Mike Williams. Yeah, yeah. So then next on our list is another tight end, and he's a tight end for the New Orleans Saints. It's uh, Juwan Johnson. So, you know, this week he, he was targeted seven times, had four catches for 40 yards. He did not have a score. I believe he did have a score last week, if I remember correctly. He, he's actually the tight end to own in New Orleans. I know a lot of people made speculative plays on Taysom Hill, but this is the guy that is actually going to be the tight end and get some volume there, not the gadget plays. Yeah, he's, he's just a physical beast for an offense screaming for a tight end. Yeah, and then everybody, you know, they, they like to talk about, you know, Colonel Troutman over there, but, uh, you know, he's just, <laughs> he's, 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 he's all potential and, and no production. So. Right, but there's, Juwan, there's, but it's worth, it's worth the risk if you, if you got the hole, if you got the roster spot. Well, Juwan, Juwan Johnson's the guy you want. Right. So, all right. So, uh, Jim, why don't you go ahead and lead us into the wide receiver, or I'm sorry, running backs? Uh, the first of our running back list is Jarek McKinnon who I was happy to see is running as the 1B to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire 1A in the Kansas City backfield, not as Isaiah Pacheco. Even though Isaiah Pacheco got a bunch of carries week one, it was due to the fact that they were blowing out Arizona and they were just they just wanted to see what he could do. If something were to happen to CEH, it's McKinnon's the guy. All right. Uh, you want to go uh, next, Mike? Yeah. 
The next one is uh, Raheem Mostert, uh, whereas uh, everyone's high on uh, Chase Edmonds' jock, it was actually Mostert that was getting most of the action today. He had 11 carries for 50-some yards, and he also had three catches for another 20-some yards. This could be a one week it's Chase Edmonds, the next week it's Mostert, but it, most leagues, running backs are hard to come by. So if you have a spot on your roster, Mostert's a good guy to have there because Edmonds isn't exactly the most uh, durable back. So, well, neither is Mostert, but Mostert has a lot of speed. So when he does play, he's he always has a chance to hit the big one. Yeah, and what I like about Raheem Mostert over Edmonds, I mean, again, everybody, like Mike said, everybody thinks that it's going to be Edmonds. And, and so far, the first two weeks, Edmonds just has not been able to perform in that offense, you know, to be a starting running back. You know, he was used to being a bit player role in Arizona, and I think that that's kind of, we're seeing why now. Raheem Mostert, he is knowledgeable with that offense with his coach coming from San Francisco and, and him coming from San Francisco he has knowledge of that offense and I think that that is you know what's going to help him in you know in that role all right so Jim uh, why don't you go ahead and give us our next guy oh no it's my turn isn't yep. it yeah so uh, next one is JD McKissick so he got a lot of work today J.D. McKissick was very, very involved in the passing game. He's not going to be involved in the running game that much, but if you're in a PPR league, J.D. McKissick is a guy you want on your team. Yeah, because they're going to be coming from behind a lot, apparently, with that defense. Detroit got up 22 to nothing on them. And that was, I mean, Detroit's better, but it's Detroit. I mean, that defense isn't stopping anybody, it seems. Yeah, I mean, that kind of went to the game script, right? I mean, they were playing from behind, so they were in a negative game script. They had to pass. But, um, you know, even last week when they were uh, when, when they were pretty close or, or up most of that game, um, J.D. McKissick was involved. He just wasn't involved as as much. So, you know, if it's if it's a game where it's going to be a negative game script, I mean, <laughs> you, you want to get him in there. Right. Right. All right. So next is uh, Mike. OK, the next one is Eno Benjamin of the Cardinals. Right now, he is running as the backup to James Conner, and guess what happened today? James Conner got hurt. I'm not sure how bad he's hurt, but I don't think he came back into the game. And I know there's a lot of other backs in Arizona right now, but Benjamin is thought to be the backup to Conner. So especially if Conner looks like he might end up missing time, I'm not sure. But if he does, Benjamin's the first guy up, so go out and get him if you need a running back. Yeah, watching the game today, Benjamin was, I, I think Benjamin projects as the, the first and second down guy and Daryl Williams as the third down guy. Daryl Williams is a great blocker, not the fastest guy in the world, but he was in the game a lot today when Connor was gone, but it was, it was a split. Yeah, I was just going to say that same thing. All right, so the next is uh, Tyrion Davis-Price. Nobody knew which which running back it was going to be, right, um, as far as these two rookies are concerned. Um, he was inactive last week. They made him active this week. I believe that, I don't know if he started the game or, or not, but he did play a significant role in that offense this week. And the other rookie did not get a carry at all. So I think that he was primarily used in special teams. Yeah. And the typical Shanahanigans, I think Davis price started the game, but fuckface got most of the carries, but Davis Davis price was the spell guy. All right, so that does it for uh, 
our waiver wire picks unless you guys have anybody else you want to throw in there. God, no, we covered everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So again, this, uh, this is being recorded on Sunday night. So this is not going to account for any injuries that may happen in tonight's game or, uh, the two Monday night games. We'll cover that, uh, later in the week if we need to. I think there's just going to be a lot of bears hurt feelings tonight. That's all, but that's all mental, mental health shit. That doesn't affect us at all. <laughs> all right. So before we wrap up this, let's go ahead and uh, look at some start sit options for Thursday night's game. I mean, before we even get into this, this is a boring ass game. I, I think this is kind of, this is one of those games where it's kind of obvious. Uh, you're going to start your studs like Nick Chubb. Maybe Kareem Hunt, maybe Deontay Johnson. Probably both defenses are in line, but I I, I don't know. What what do you guys think? My start is a guy who I had as my start of the week this week, and he actually did pretty good, and that's Nick Chubb. Comes off a game today where he had 109 total yards and three touchdowns. The Patriot running backs today averaged about five yards per carry against Pittsburgh, and Chubb. That's all he does is five yards a carry or more. So he should continue to have shine. And I think he's going to have a great game against Pittsburgh. Yeah, no, I, I really like Chubb. Um, the other, the my start would be the Pittsburgh's defense. Um, and, and, you know, the, the Pittsburgh's defense, they lost TJ Watt last week, um, but they just keep on putting pressure on the opposing offenses and mostly the opposing quarterbacks. And you've got Jacoby Brissett back there who, you know, I think that they're going to be able to pressure him quite a bit. So my start would be the Pittsburgh defense. See, I actually like Cleveland's defense. And the thing that I've kind of forgotten and lost track of is how defenses play a lot better at home. And this game's going to be at Cleveland. Uh, This isn't the usual lopsided Pittsburgh-Cleveland matchup. These teams are pretty evenly matched. Uh, I kind of really like Cleveland's defense going up against Mitch and probably Mitch Trubisky's last start in Pittsburgh. Do you uh, do you think that uh, being at home with that new Elf logo, you think that helped them out today? <laughs> Did you guys see that that Elf yeah. logo on the fifty yard line? Yeah, I think what hurt them today was not handing the ball off enough, doing this dink and dunk shit. It cost them. They kept giving the ball back to the Jets, and the Jets just kept scoring in that second half. Oh man, that Corey Davis touchdown! It didn't even look like the defense was trying. The second to last touchdown, it was ridiculous. They just, they got too comfortable. It's a bad team that got too comfortable in their own skin. All right, so let's move on to the sits. So, Jim, or or, uh, Mike, who do you have for a sit? Mine is, uh, we've already kind of touched on him, and that's Mitch Trubisky. He's just not the answer. I thought he would be. I had a little higher hope for him. I thought maybe it was just the Bears, the Bears coaching trust that did this guy in, but Pickett, Pickett's going to be starting here before too long. So there's your waiver guy. Go get Pickett if he's out there because I'm thinking week five or six, especially if Pittsburgh loses a couple games, they're going to they're gonna yank Trubisky pretty quick. Yeah, I didn't understand everybody's love for this guy, right? You know, I mean, he, he sucked as the bear, with the Bears. Then he goes to Buffalo. He backs up Josh Allen. I don't even think that he actually got to play in any games. And everybody was like, oh, my God, he's the most highly touted free agent. And it's like, why? Why? You know, just because he played behind Josh Allen for one year? Come on. He was a preseason darling in Buffalo. He played well in the preseason. 
but he's like a book smart guy. Until you throw, you ask him to actually, you know, tell him to recite the plays. I'm sure he could recite the encyclopedia, but you put a de- you ask him to read a defense, and he's just he just can't do it fast enough. My well, opinion. that that explains why he uh, that explains why he's uh, good in um, preseason then, because they don't play defense in preseason. No, exactly. That's exactly it. At my preseason prediction: uh, Pittsburgh was going to start out zero and two. They did squeak out the game last week with the Bengals. So they're one and one, but I thought they were going to go zero and two going into prime time Thursday night. I thought this was going to be the grand beginning of Pickett to Pickens, because as soon as Pickett's in there, I think Pickens thrives as well. That could happen, but I, you know, you can't you can't start based upon what could happen. You got to see it. All right, and that that actually goes right into my sit, and my sit is George Pickens. So. At this point, with Trubisky as the quarterback, you know, um, back there behind center, he's unstartable. He's actually, he's completely unstartable while Trubisky is there. Practically all of their receivers are unstartable with Mitchie Poo. And and I mean Poo back there. <laughs> Jim, who do you have as a sit? Every, everybody else. Everybody, <laughs> but, everybody else but Nick Chubb and Deontay Johnson. <laughs> That's it. Cooper had his big week last week. Fuck this game. <laughs> Start Cleveland's defense and fuck everybody else. You know, an- another uh, kind of another bonus start that I'll put out there is, uh, you know, Peoples Jones. I-, I do. I do like that. He is getting a lot of looks in that offense, uh, getting a lot of targets. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he's a number two guy. <laughs> Peoples Jones, Njoku, Friar Muth. Fuck these guys. Okay. All right. So uh, you guys got anything else before we finish this up? Yeah. I just want to wish a happy birthday to our brother, Jim. Have a happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Your team stinks like poo. <laughs> but no, seriously, happy birthday, Jim. Yeah. Happy birthday, Thank Jim. Thank you, but it, it's not necessary. I'm too old. I'm too old for happy birthday. <laughs> it's sad birthdays now. <laughs> well, especially when they fall on Fantasy Sunday, right? Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Gretchen doesn't appreciate it, but she let me she let me watch the games this week. All right. Well, uh, anything else, guys? I'm good. No. No? All right. Well, that is going to do it for us today. Thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed the show, please follow us and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, to help us grow, please share the podcast with your friends. Sharing is caring. And then please don't forget to follow us on our socials. I can be found on Twitter at fantasy underscore Larry. You can find Michael on Twitter at Domination, that's D-A-H-M-I-N-A-T-I-O-N. And then Jim can be found at JimRuddle at Hotmail.com. Or just check me out on Facebook. I mean, you can try that too. It's it's spelled the same way. Try it. I might look at it. I might not. (laughs) (laughs) You want to give out your MySpace page or what? (laughs) How do you work that? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well you got to get a dial-up modem i think oh jesus <laughs> you can reach me through X- xbox live maybe we can play a game together and you can just you know throw a question there too there you go jim's gonna start giving out his gamer tag <laughs> no i'm not it's that's worse <laughs> that's worse than my fantasy predictions <laughs> All right. Well, join us later this week when we go over week three start and sit options. And then from all of us, thank you for listening and have a great rest of your day. See you next time.